Welcome, everybody, to the Old Time Boxing Show on the Grueling Truth Sports Network. The Old Time Boxing Show is brought to you by Path of Purity. Make sure you check them out for the best CBD on the market. Anybody listening to Grueling Truth right now that goes and uses pathofpurity.direct will get two for the price of one, basically. You'll get a two-month supply for just $75. So make sure you check it out. It's the best CBD on the market. Actually stays in your system for 12 hours. Time releases. I'm your host for the Old Time Boxing Show, Mike Goodpaster. Right now, I'd like to welcome in my co-host, Chris Sheldon. How you doing, Chris? Good, I'm excited. It's very excited this morning, uh, you know, that the nerves of a, a great heavyweight championship bout, thinking about Furpo Dempsey tonight. And it, it doesn't feel like it's the past. It doesn't feel like 1923. It feels like 2021. And you kind of said, why? You've seen the bout a bunch of times. I know, but there's that weird fear. I'm going to see it, and this time Furpo wins. Yeah, and Jack Dempsey is the guy that kind of came out of nowhere, burst onto the national consciousness. How did he get his start? Uh, he's from uh, the Colorado region, and he fought a series of fights uh, uh, where he's winning uh, he's, he's, in both Colorado and Utah, really just sort of uh, in, the, in just those two regions. And then uh, uh, Jess Ward's heavyweight champion in 1915. Uh, there's reasons where uh, he's not a fake heavyweight champion, but he's also it's a very manipulated sort of. Uh, way he became doesn't fight 1915 to 1919 he fights one time defends at one time against Frank Moran his second attempt at the heavyweight title uh, and uh, then uh, things are kind of boring uh, the, the heavyweight championship they they're less about 20 rounds mostly kind of wrestling around uh, and then all of a sudden there's this guy it's a lot like Mike Tyson really Mike Tyson when he emulated uh, Jack Dempsey there's reasons he did that and uh, all of a sudden, you're, there, there's news, and it's really coming from sort of famous celebrities that there's this guy who has these really exciting boxing bouts, and they, he knocks everybody out in one or two rounds. And this travels for, oh, I don't know, they're on route 1916, 1917, and going to 1918. He's going to have one big loss. I'll tell that in a second. But now Dempsey will move away from only fighting really in Colorado and Utah, and with this uh, attention, start. He gets his attention because he travels more toward Northern California. It's tough to fight in Southern California because the two parts of California are like two different, completely different in what they think about boxing bouts. And, and, and Northern California thinks it's pretty cool. Southern California thinks it's a bunch of thugs. So traveling to Northern California area, getting a lot of more attention now because of that. And then to sort of, you can't get Jess Willard in the ring, but there's a thought that wouldn't it be great to see this really exciting guy. He's getting these, he, you know, Take on a guy who won't fight and won't fight anybody. And so he starts traveling here and there uh, throughout the country. And everything's a lot like well, the first time Mike and I when we heard about Mike Tyson. Now they're all of a sudden, these are as a knockout. This is a person who's getting knockouts in one or two rounds and really just one or two round knockouts. Uh, and uh, who is this guy? And he's just out of nowhere. And and, uh, and then he finally, I wouldn't call it settling in, but in Pennsylvania, I think he has like maybe four bouts in a row in this sort of cross national sort of tour um it's just getting attention from the riders the people who get a chance to see him fight i think in pennsylvania all, all four bouts first round knockouts and then uh all, all the whole you have people like charlie champlin the fairbanks people uh even the, the women are actresses in that time silent film people saying you know what we we don't think jess willard's willing to fight our exciting great fighter that we love jack dempsey and uh and Finally, Willard's kind of, you know, this little guy beat me, you know, I don't know, he, he, six foot six, 240 pounds, 
Uh, he looks like a heavyweight champion uh, and, and looks like he just came from the mountains. I'm not making fun of mountain people. My family's from mountain people. And then, uh, okay, they're going to fight. Uh, and so uh, a lot of, there are people that think, you know, I think Jack Dempsey has a chance, even though Jack Dempsey's not that small. He just looks really small compared to the heavyweight champion, a lot like him. Where, uh, but anyway, uh, and lo and behold, not many people actually get to see films of heavyweight fights. Uh, so they don't really know too much about the rules or what it's like, this and that. And meanwhile, this this little, this guy with the hype, uh, they find people get to see the first round between the guy with the hype who appears little and then the giant big heavyweight champion who looks like a heavyweight champion and the little guy kicks the fucking shit out of him for one round, beats him, knocks him to the ground over and over and over again. He's breaking ribs, breaking jaw. You just pummeling this guy in a way that there's no way for the people at that time to even understand first round bouts never will don't look like that they they didn't look like that before uh before dempsey and and uh and and willard and they're not going to look like that too often afterwards it was very unusual but that's what everybody gets to see and it really pumps jack dempsey maybe maybe something like when uh uh not exactly this really not the same i was gonna say tyson speaks it really isn't the same it, it all of a sudden it legitimizes this Jack Dempsey as heavyweight champion, and I'm an extraordinarily popular. Boom, like John L. Sullivan. Yeah, and Tyson later. Boom, heavyweight before champion. Before that, the fight that interests me a lot about oh, yeah, his loss. career before was the loss to Fireman Jim Flynn, which was about that the Ogden Standard reported lasted 20 seconds. Dempsey's first wife, Maxine Cates, always told anybody who would listen to Dempsey through the fight because they offered him more money to lose than to win, and he took it basically. Dempsey has always denied that. What's your take on it? Uh, I'm glad because we're, we, we're unfortunately one of these things is is when there's any kind of like suspicious anything, um, and because it, it can't, we, there's no way to prove these things, and 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 it's kind of unfair to hang it on somebody something if we don't know it. And at the same time, uh, we don't want to like pretend it didn't happen if it did happen. Now there is reason to suspect uh, Fireman Jim Flynn in anything that involves scandal it's not something that you just make up and he fought jack johnson for the heavyweight championship 1912 it was absolutely the most blatant cheating until uh uh, uh tyson and holyfield i mean he's blatantly on film clawed he can't get through jack johnson's reach openly cheating banging his head into johnson just awful it's, it's horrible to watch and uh, so there are reasons when you all of a sudden look and there's a first round knockout of dempsey which that in itself would be sort of Okay, well, you know, even raised this, this can happen. This is gonna honestly happen. But when you see the guy's name that did it is Fireman Jim Flynn, uh, wait a minute. Um, you know, a little bit of alarms go up that if people are suspicious uh, of it, it, it's not just protecting Jack Dempsey because we are irrational people that love Jack Dempsey and won't listen to any other point of view. It's that Fireman Jim Flynn uh, has shown on tape so everybody can watch he's a cheat he's a cheater so there's reason to be at least suspicious of it well another uh, reason to be suspicious was less than a year later dempsey knocked him out and less in, in what a minute or two yeah absolutely as i said um uh because we're, we're gonna have another the willard dempsey fight's gonna have the same sort of problem of uh suspicions and the problem is what do you do about suspicions in a sense it's not life or death uh uh of whether we know or not, but it is in the sense that, well, 
it, it isn't life or death. The weather, Fireman Flynn cheated or didn't cheat against Dempsey. It's the standard that you use when you don't have proof. Because uh, after the Willard fight, uh, Willard for the rest of his life is going to say Dempsey cheated. There's something in his hand. First, he didn't know he cheated, but he didn't know how he cheated. He kept changing how he cheated. And eventually, he settled on it. something in his hand. And, uh, and that people tried whatever they thought could be scientific methods to prove Jack Dempsey cheated. And that to keep that on Jack Dempsey forever, uh, well, it, it's whether you're doing something as a fan or whether you're trying to be fair. So if there's suspicions about Fireman Jim Flynn and versus Jack Dempsey, um, that's because Fireman Jim Flynn has reasons, proof on film of to be suspicious of him. And there's just nothing on Dempsey, but the fact that everybody is still trying some kind of scientific way and that there's still a, I don't know if he cheated, but hmm, there's kind of something like that, that that does sort of hang on Dempsey. And I not only don't think there's any proof on Dempsey, I don't think it's crazy uh, what happened in that ring could happen without any kind of anything in his hand. First of all, whatever the hand wasn't powerful enough to knock out Willard. Uh, so we know that for sure. And that uh, I can tell you that when you hear other people and what they did, that they don't cover that part of history, especially before that fight. I cover that. I cover a lot of bouts like that. And one of the things they never tell you when you watch that first round, how crazy it is and Willard keep getting knocked down over and over again and is that one of them's fighting all the time and is very experienced and he's fighting all the time over the last two round two years or so and that's dempsey and willard's never fighting and, and that he became heavyweight champion not by cheating against jack johnson but that everything was heavily manipulated to come up with a special kind of physical type uh to there you go, Chris. Here, here's dempsey willard round one right and you can see the size difference right off the bat and, and uh, look at this hand speed advantage too, and the bouncing around the legs, and and uh, and uh, and that's a and a great hand speed. And the other guy looks slower. He's also older. He's thirty-seven years old now, and uh, he's slower. He doesn't. One, he's fought one time in four years uh, against a guy who uh, lost to Jack Johnson uh, for a championship fight years earlier, and that was it. And a guy who, because it's a manipulated heavyweight champion, which doesn't mean he wasn't a heavyweight champion, it means the conditions were set to beat Jack Johnson. And that's how Jesse Willard's have. They want a guy who lasts 45 rounds, fights were never 45 rounds, who was young, who's intentionally a wrestler, a circus type guy, um, to, to not get knocked out by Jack Johnson until Jack Johnson got tired and couldn't hang in there in Cuba in the middle of the summer, again, all that thought out. And so that's how Jess Willard's heavyweight champion and that he never fights and he's just not, you're not used to a guy like Jack Johnson. And the big thing you never hear, nobody asks Tony because I mean, uh, uh, Willard, because it would think to see if there's, if there's something in his hand. Well, so far it's not having a whole lot of effect. There isn't anything in his hand. I don't believe there's anything in his hand incidentally, but big key is, and nobody ever talks about this. That's why I'm glad people are watching this show is what happens when Dempsey does knock him down. Because that's right there, that down. now what happens and nobody talks about is what Willard does, which is a goddamn imbecile. That's what he did. And nobody knows it. The way he stood up. You don't stand up that way on a knockdown at that time in history. You don't. Because yeah, there's no neutral corner. There's no go to your neutral corner. Dempsey's just going to jump on you as soon as you get up. And when you exactly. come at him. Yeah, exactly. He, he could do that. And he was good at it. But the big thing is, that's not how you get up. How you get up, because lots of boxers do it. You, If you're if you're cognizant, you, you wait till the count is nine. And you have two choices. Either one, you run like hell, about 20 feet that way. Or you run right at the pugilist. That's the only two ways you do it. You don't just stand up like a dope. 
like Willard, because he didn't know what the hell he's doing. He didn't know a goddamn thing he's doing. And he's letting a guy who does hit hard, if you keep letting him hit you over and over again, and you're giving him a free shot with all his momentum to hit you as goddamn hard as he can to the head because you're a dope and you don't know that you're not supposed to stand up like that. You're supposed to run, run 20 feet that way or run right at the Jack Dempsey. And that's it. That's the two ways that you do it. And he didn't know it because he was a fake, not a fake heavyweight champion, a manipulated heavyweight champion, but not, in a sense, not a real one. And, and he didn't know what he's doing. And because of that, that it made it easier for Dempsey, who if you're just going to stand up like a dope to a guy who specializes, just like Mike Tyson did later, uh, the great finisher. Mike Tyson was a great finisher. Um, uh, they were almost the uh, doppelgangers of each other in a sense. And uh, if you're going to stand up like a dope and just let Jack Dempsey Keep hitting. Well, then each time you're more hurt, more days, and you get up like a dope again. Finally, after about the fifth or sixth knockdown, common sense tells Willard, I'm going to get up and try to grab the guy. He's not successful, but yes, that's what you should have done the first time you got knocked down, you idiot. And I can call him an idiot because he's a manipulated heavyweight champion, not a fake one, but that, that whole thing. Uh, because the other thing I, I can feel bad for Willard because this is now super, super famous. Not only is Jack Davis though super, super famous, Jess Willard's humiliated. I mean, he's embarrassed like hell because everybody's watching this over and over again. This guy kicking his ass. He didn't know nothing, had no clue something like that would happen. Embarrassed and humiliated. And, and he feared the only way it could have happened is if Jack Dempsey cheated. And he's the kind of guy that would cheat. And that does stick with Jack Dempsey, that whatever is about Jack Dempsey, his mass popularity, there are a lot of people that didn't like him. And one of the things people kind of thought about Jack Dempsey, which is far from proof and not the same thing as Fireman Jim Flint is, yeah, he, he, he does kind of seem like the guy, the kind of guy who would cheat. Um, that doesn't seem to me like anything. And Willard got a beating. It took a long time. From, it did take a while for him to fall to the ground. And I think you can watch that fight. And I think it's hard to believe he's got something in his hand and, and use that in a way that uh, kind of still puts a little asterisk next to Dempsey's win. I don't think there should be an asterisk at all. It looks to me perfect and reasonable what you right. see. After that, he meets Billy Mills. He meets Bill Brennan. And it sets up, I think it was like July 2nd, 1921. It set up a boys, Boils 30 Acres, George Carpentier, who was a light heavyweight champion, Against the heavyweight champion, champion Jack Dempsey. Yes. Now, it was a, a gr one of the great uh, fights as far as building up hype, and it turned out not to be necessarily fake hype. And the thing about the 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 the, 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 the hype on Dempsey, and again, reminding of Tyson, is is that and Tyson was sold to us as a guy who knocks everybody out in the first round, second round. If after doing that a bunch of times, then he fought this Irish guy, and and the guy he wasn't very good, but somehow he kept getting out. You know, for another round, another round, maybe to the fifth round, everyone's bummed out. So that that that's kind of following Dempsey too. Uh, now everybody wants him to not just win, but kind of expect that. Well, isn't he going to knock out the guy really fast? And if he doesn't do that, you know, everybody's kind of bummed. So when he fights Carpentier, Carpentier is a lightweight uh, heavyweight champion. Uh, defeats uh, Baden Levinsky. Uh, he's from France. Extraordinarily popular and a really good guy. He was the only person in Paris in the ring, the referee, when Jack Johnson fought uh, Frank Moran. He makes the decision, a 19-year-old, and he raises Jack Johnson's arm. This guy won. And that's really great because uh, a lot of people might have had this, been in that situation and, and done the wrong thing. And he's a teenager. Anyway, comes to America, and they're showing the two. And uh, the, the startling difference is uh, Carpentier is a really charming guy. Apparently, a really good-looking guy. Uh, well, how about this? I mean, Tex, Tex Rickard, who promoted it as the yeah. fight of the century, 
did a hero villain here, and the hero in this case was not the American. Jack Dempsey, of course, didn't fight in World War One, yeah. but the Frenchman Carpentier was a distinct had distinguished himself as a pilot in World War One, and so Dempsey was cast as the villain. He was a slacker for avoiding the draft. This was the first almost. This was the first million dollar gate generated almost one point eight million dollars. Dempsey was guaranteed three hundred grand, Carpentier two hundred grand, and each man received twenty five percent of the motion picture rights. Is it? It is. It's spectacular fame and craziness that something like a Michael Jordan can experience is what Jack Dempsey has. And uh, yes, all of a sudden his World War record, his World War One record, is important. Like you know when Michael Jordan goes to a casino or something, it's all of a sudden real important. And yes, he is the villain. And at first, I would, I would think that's really surprising that a Frenchman could be. More could a lot of Americans could be rooting for the Frenchman and not Jack Dempsey. And of course, a lot of people are rooting for Jack Dempsey too. But but then I thought, you know what? Actually, when I think about it, when uh Roberta Duran fought Sugar Ray Leonard, and I'm an American, Sugar Ray Leonard was really disappointed and bummed out that a lot of Americans were rooting for Roberta Duran. Well, I was one of them, so I guess I can understand a little better why people might vote for Carbon DA. It's just you know, um, he, he's fresh, he's funny, he's charming. You can tell all that through the silent films. Loves, loves kids, he laughs with people, he's just uh. Uh, everything that Jack Dempsey's an animal, just an animal who, yeah, who skipped out on World War When you watch this film, it looks like an animal against the clown because a lot of times Carpentier is either running or just grabbing on for dear life. Yeah, and but what happens is in the in the second round, and what you do get to see against the crowd a little bit, Carpentier lands this two punch combination, which when you have it later on, uh, it, it looks okay. Well, that's interesting, you know. I guess, uh, but no, it's like wildly exciting at the time when it happened, and that when the when people write about sports, sports writing it was not only you know really beautiful, you know, writing, but yes, they, they kept concentrating on the two punch combination Carpentier uh, landed. So. That became a major part of the, of the story after the bout that people kind of forget about today. Uh, and that Carpentier, uh, after the fight's over, you, you look at it and go, well, Jack Dempsey really dominated this guy. But that's not exactly how, how people wrote. They did write that Jack Dempsey dominated. But they said, well, Carpentier landed that two that two punch combination. This is American writers. And again, it's sort of beautiful writing that you don't see today. Uh, it, it meant something to our personal lives of of hope or something we could do or all kinds of things. And it is difficult to translate because you go, wait a minute, you're saying all this stuff, it looks like everybody's rooting for the Frenchman, which lots, is, it is true. And, and and okay, really okay that lots of Americans are rooting for the Frenchman because believe me, uh, they're just like Mike Tyson, uh, Jack Dempsey had no shortage of fans, uh, rapid fans, cookie fans, just like Jack Dempsey. That doesn't mean bad, it just means you're so, you're addicted to your boxer in, in a way that's even different than like or normals and Jack Dempsey still have that, but with lots and a lot of women watching this fight because you know Carpentier and again uh, all the charm and looks and all kinds of things going on and the light the light heavyweight champion fighting the heavyweight champion uh, underdog kind of thing. Uh, so uh, the it and when you watch all the promos, I still love it. There are very few fights that you want to watch the pre hype, you know, all the stuff before the fight. I still have a lot of fun when I watch the free because it's fun. It's it's too it's not they're not really Oh, these two guys really hate each other, which is a cliche now. Um, it, it's just, uh, but when all said and done, maybe the, the, the fight was a great success. Carbonate comes out of it, reputation totally intact, uh, even though there's an admission that actually, you know, it seems like, it, okay, there were 
two good punches in the second round, but it looks other than that like Dempsey dominated him. Well, I, I think this. I think he had his moments. He landed some punches. Dempsey yeah, was the greatest defensive fighter in the world. The thing that stands out to me is the size differential here is more than what it looks like. What the actual weight was. Dempsey looks like a heavyweight against a middleweight in this fight. Really. Yeah, and you know, I think that is one thing that I'm glad you really said that because uh, because I think in, in some ways uh, at times Dempsey will actually look a bit undersized than he really is, and I and because of the, when he fights Willard, he looks so little and stuff. Just like and I, I all right, well, what, whatever you think about Dempsey, just remember this: he's a half foot taller than Sam Langford. <laughs> that doesn't make uh, so. Uh, if he's a half foot taller than Sam Langford, he's not that small. And, and you're right when he fights somebody like uh, Carpenter. You do realize he, he is a big guy. He's not just against a Willard where he's, he's really fast and, and he hits hard, but he's, it takes a, a number of punches to actually accomplish something. Uh, uh, no, he, he hits hard. And if you're smaller, his hitting hard is going to knock you out quicker. And if you're really, really big, he, he he's going to have to land uh, and, and the terrific shape that Dempsey's in, that, he, that his accuracy is a lot better because that's going to be a problem later on. Um, and, and again, this fight is a, a spectacular success, and it, it is in the mind of uh, Tex Rickard of the, the previous fights. They were good fights against good fighters, but people were bummed. And, and then he's, he is thinking, you know, Jack Dempsey's worth a lot of money, but if I can get an opponent and, and get people excited about the opponent, and Carpenter can do that. Once he's the guy, he's going he's gonna to do it on his own, but I'm going to pick him. And, and Carpenter delivered as far as – uh, people getting excited about the bout because of both, not because they necessarily thought Carpenter could win, but just that he people liked him, and that is, you know, even now, uh, sometimes a problem. Uh, I hate to give Don King any credit, but he always said about uh, Tim Witherspoon. He said, "Well, Tim Witherspoon couldn't get his family to watch one of his bouts." Um, uh, it is that the one guy's worth a lot of money, and does the other one actually bring in anything to the table? Uh, or is it just one guy making all the money and you want to jump in and grab a lot of that money, but nobody's watching it because of you. Uh, and, and at least Carpenter, you have nothing else. A, a lot of people are very excited by Jack Dempsey's opponent. So where, where do you rate Dempsey's skill level amongst the all-time great heavyweights? I think that uh, the skill level, uh, it, it, because, there's, because he does have uh, a Mike Tyson problem that sometimes his fans – uh, really are so addicted that they turn you off the person a little bit, even though I don't, I, if you could somehow get away from them, you don't want to get so mad at the fans of them who really love them, have a right to love them, that, that sometimes you don't want to take it on the pugilist. And that for, if not skill level, it might take a pause. Popularity, popularity, I think without question, you're talking John L. Sullivan before him and a Mike Tyson after him. There are few boxers with extraordinary popularity. No denying that skill level. Um, he when he's fighting a lot, which he was before he fought Willard, uh, it, it's just sort of natural. And we cover these boxers. How come they they win the heavyweight championship and lose the next bout? Um, there there's something before you become the heavyweight champion of what it takes, mind everything, and then afterwards it's difficult. And that Dempsey had a problem that he never, I'm sure he never thought about or asked about it, but that he he you're gonna be famous. And then with film, it's going to change people's perspective. And he became more famous because of film and, and uh, Hollywood liking him and stuff like that. But also, it, it's not, you're not just going to become famous. You're going to become famous in a way that only Tiger Woods, Michael Jordan, and very few athletes who 
it's great to be famous, but maybe not that famous. You you might want to be the Stones, but not the Beatles. You become almost too famous and, and it becomes too crazy. And it's very hard to sustain that. Uh, and as all these things are happening to you, great things and kooky things, mostly great things. Um, and then they want you to fight somebody, but you're not fighting all the time, but you now you have to fight sometimes. And then eventually you're gonna go from fighting sometimes into, well, not fighting at all and still being heavyweight champion. Um, and then you're really gonna be judged because on that, uh, even though I'm not sure you set out in stone that it was going to turn out that way, but all we're left is what we're left with. And I think uh, we're left with an excellent heavyweight champion, but I'm not one of these addicted crazy people. But I do think it's a shame that that when and I think Muhammad Ali, when he died and, and lots of people mourned in America, I think that's great. I think that's exactly what should happen. But. Jack Dempsey outlived kind of everything, even hate, because there was a time when where Mike and I could tell you, we, we weren't, nobody's trying, I don't think, I don't know if you were trying to race or not. You just kind of assumed at some point, you know, the, the heavyweight champion is probably going to be American and black because really they all are. You know, it's not, and then that would turn into maybe bashing Marciano for some reason, who's dead, but because, uh, well, maybe he's not, you know, blah, blah, blah. And that Jack Dempsey, who fought before, who, fought before Marciano and lived longer than Marciano. By the time Jack Dempsey actually died, even though he's busy most of his life, it was really just mostly, um, it was really small attention uh, considering the guy's fame in 1927 is Babe Ruth, Charles Lindbergh and, and Jack Dempsey, the three of them. And that and not that what came with, wow, they're better than everyone. They didn't say that, but that but came eventually uh, for all three of them, uh, a film that said Babe Ruth, the shittiest person on goddamn earth. <laughs> Probably is horrible. Uh, Charles Lindbergh's a total asshole and prejudice, which probably is. Doesn't mean he can't. All the amazing things he did to fly to Paris aren't true. And that uh, um, Jack Dempsey's overrated, and, and, and he never fought a black guy and, and stuff like. And cheated maybe when he fought Willard and stuff. And that that's too far extreme the other way. And, and the only thing I can explain that because it's very hard to to do that except to use. Uh, that Mike Tyson is, I have a feeling that whatever we think about Mike Tyson for the ones of us that said, hey, come to earth about liking this guy is it's when people, and it's not Mike Tyson that said it, his fans, his fans said as fact when he was undefeated, this guy would knock out Muhammad Ali in one round. Muhammad <laughs> and that pissed us the goddamn fuck off so much. We take it on Mike Tyson and that something like that was kind of happening with Dempsey. We're so pissed off at at, 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 being, at bitching about uh, Tony Dempsey and and saying Jack Dempsey this and that and oh he you know and his fans bothered the people that weren't quite that enhammered and eventually it kind of turned on Dempsey that and, and Dick Dempsey himself isn't an intellectual kind of person so he just he go about life and always be the champ. But uh, it, it kind of turned against them in a certain way. And, and the best you remember is he, he was a great heavyweight champion, super popular. And there's no reason that uh, – the, and if, if people still get crazy watching his bouts, that part's good. Because if, if you love any other sport, you can't watch an old tennis bout and really understand why that person's great. You can't watch an old uh, – you can't watch Ben Hogan uh, and understand why he was great. And Jack Dempsey, his films and his style are preserved in a way that when he fights Jess Willard and when he fights Furpo, we go, that's pretty exciting. Honestly, just you know, as a fan, just anything you turn on, you watch it for the first time, wow, that's pretty exciting. Uh, you try to watch a comedian from a long time ago, Steve Allen. I believe Steve Allen was once funny. He's never funny when I knew it because I, I know much older Steve Allen. It's impossible to translate a lot of these stuff from the past. And Jack Dempsey does is, is fortunate. You could still watch 
of those bouts, I believe, at least for me, and wow, that's still pretty exciting. Um, even even though for almost all these other uh, athletes and sports and, and history itself, um, somehow everything seems to 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 go away. And when Jack Dempsey died, he he was one of those things that uh, it, it didn't seem that important that Jack Dempsey died. Or oh, oh I didn't know he's still alive. Yeah, and I might just because he lived so long. His next fight was against Mike Gibson or Mike Gibbons in a town called Shelby, Montana. The interesting story here was this is after generating boxing's first million dollar gate. Jack Kearns, Dempsey's manager, knew this. He drove a hard bargain to Shelby. The town was to pay three hundred thousand dollars in three separate installments, a hundred thousand when it was signed, a hundred thousand more sixty days before the fight, and a hundred thousand a week of the fight. If the town missed a payment, the contract would be null and void, and Team Dempsey would get to keep whatever had been paid to this point. Now, eager to stage the fight, Shelby immediately agreed to the terms. The town paid the first installment without incident, but collecting the other $200,000 was an excruciating process. The fight was actually called off on July 3rd, but was back on when Kearns agreed to take whatever he could of the final 100000 in gate receipts. And in retrospect, when you look at Gibbons, whose brother was one-time middleweight king, Mike Gibbons, absolutely, he, he was credible but not compelling. You, you weren't going to get 100,000 people to drive or take a train to Shelby, Montana to watch this fight. And after 15 nondescript rounds, his hair, Dempsey's hand gets raised the winner. Gibbons, Gibbons ended up fighting this fight for free. Yeah, he get paid, but uh, but uh, let me say just a couple of things because that is there, there. There's certain things about it that uh, I I I'm not happy about. Not really so much the history of Shelley itself, but it does look kind of like a wild west sort of thing. It's kind of crazy. But um, I, I I know the family today. The family lives in Arizona. I know the Gibbons, uh, and uh, they're still involved in the Arizona boxing community uh, uh, and stuff like that. Uh, but the two brothers, uh, Mike Gibbons, uh, uh, Tony. He's a very good writer. I know he, some people don't like the idea that he calls himself an intellectual or doesn't like that, but he, he's an excellent writer. And he, and he wrote that uh, he didn't know very much about boxing, honestly, when he started doing it professionally. And he learned everything he learned from Mike Gibbons. He said, Mike Gibbons is the best defensive pugilist I've ever seen. And I'd watch his fights. And I, I was kind of shy, but I tried to talk to Mike Gibbons about it. So uh, with Tommy Gibbons, again, you, you have another uh, a very good heavyweight champ, a very good boxer, a defensive boxer, and that sort of the story goes is and i think there's a reason that it's wrong is that oh well gibbons get credit because he lasted the distance first person who lasted the distance against jack Dempsey. but it's like oh well he just kind of bicycled around the ring didn't really fight uh uh Dempsey. yes he did that's not true what they the people who did did that is they didn't really want to watch the bout it's kind of long i got other things to do other things to watch so if it's 15 rounds and if you start it and only watch the 14th and 15th round and figure, you know, I think I'll just watch the last two rounds and I'll probably get kind of a flavor feel of it. No, you won't. No, you won't. You won't know anything at all. It's just that, uh, you know, in fact, uh, uh, Gibbons did engage. Uh, uh, it's still more, you know, uh, kind of muggy and stuff. It shows that and Dempsey struggled to 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 knock him out, but doesn't panic. He lands a lot more body punches and stuff. And that by the 14th round, um, you, you wonder maybe Dempsey would tire first. It's actually Gibbons that tires. Gibbons tires in the 14th round, uh, and that's why he 
at that point, he wants to last the distance and kind of move around. But uh, uh, no, Dempsey fought an excellent defensive pugilist. It's, it's a very good fight and a win for Jack Dempsey. But again, in the sort of turnaround of things, and I don't believe the people that most of these people actually watched the whole bout. I really believe they either watched something like a highlights thing and said, you know, I can get my information from that, or I think I'll just watch the last two rounds and not admit I didn't watch the first 13 rounds because does it matter? Yeah, it matters because. You don't know what happened. He, he didn't just bicycle around the ring. Uh, he, he engaged, he tried to see what he could do. Uh, and, and then Dempsey, not panicking, landing body punches. And then eventually by the 14th round, it's it, you would think a defensive fighter thought it would be Dempsey to tire instead. A very good defensive fighter was the one who tired first. And then at the 14th with two rounds to go, then he starts moving around the ring and not really engaging so much and bicycling. Okay, it's fine, but it was only in the last couple of rings. And I think at that point he was just lasting the distance and Dempsey took off, grabbed, got his money, took off and, and uh, he wasn't paid. But you know, the payment is we're doing, we're talking about him and, and, uh, and, uh, and uh, getting, I know, I know the family today and uh, excellent defensive fighters. And Mike Gibbons should be remembered his brother uh, because uh, Tani said, I learned, that was who, that was my mentor. That's who I learned from. And he was the best defensive pugils I ever saw. All right. And that brings us two months later, the wild bull of the pompous, Louis Furpo against Jack Dempsey. It's a two round fight. It's a very violent two round fight. And I know you've been excited to watch this. Yeah. Well, when I was a little kid, I go to the bookstore. Uh, you know, I read sports books. I can't pay for them. I'm only eight years old. But uh, you got a book of lists. And then the book of lists, the. Uh, they had a bunch of things in the sports section, uh, up to 1950 Ring Magazine. And Ring Magazine says, the best heavyweight bout ever, uh, Dempsey Furpo. And I'll, I don't have any ability to see it, but that's really wildly exciting. Of Oh, my God, the best heavyweight bout ever. And I want to see it. And it's not that easy to see. Um, but uh, so, yes, the, uh, his name is Luis Angel Firpo. But we call him Furpo because these are Americans for us to say that. Argentine uh, fired, knocked out Willard when Willard was attempting his comeback. and that. Uh, it's going to be what the fans want. It's good to set up by Rickard to pick this guy. Uh, Furpo didn't really want to fight Dempsey offhand uh, because the thing about these guys, um, when you first hear about a John O'Sullivan, you hear about a Tyson, you hear about a Dempsey's, God, they, I hear they're like animals and they're just unbelievably good and you can't beat them sort of thing. And that could be make anybody a little nervous, but Furpo does agree to it. And he looks like a, just a chiseled, huge guy. And then the first round, you Dempsey fans are getting exactly what they want, and that's Dempsey knocking uh, Furpo down over and over again. Uh, and then that's only when the, the craziness is uh, beginning, but it's going to have a uh, what would be um, extremely uh, – it's going to have a moment, a moment that, 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 that potentially can happen in boxing, but rarely does, certainly not in a heavyweight championship bout, and that that moment with Dempsey's mass popularity – after he keeps knocking down Furpo and Fur over and over, is going to alter uh, Furpo's image and give boxing uh, an indelible image that is is great for everybody. Uh, and, but, and there is going to be um, a, a controversy to go along with the great moment as we get to it. What's going to happen? I don't think I'm I'm going to I don't think it's a spoiler alert. But uh, uh, after all, you, after Furpo getting knocked down over and over, still first round, Furpo is going to. Not only knock down Jock Dempsey, here it comes, gonna knock him out of the ring. Uh, and that on film is exciting and crazy. Uh, and uh, the controversy, if it is, is there is some kind of edit so that uh, there, there's some people that have a right to certainly uh, 
suggests, since I, I always say, and it's, and it's truth, if an American fighter goes to another country, are their judges going to cheat? So other people in other countries say, hey, wait a minute. Did Americans cheat for Jack Dempsey during that uh, out of the ring? Even though, really, a lot of Americans are excited for Kurt too that it happened. He's excited for boxing um, it, because did he get any kind of spectator assistance? Uh, how long was he actually uh, knocked out of the ring because there's an edit uh, and stuff? But um, uh, I'm not sure it's life or death either way in the sense that, well, it does. It robs for a championship, this and that, but also... You know, Dempsey knocked the guy down a bunch of times, uh, and, and Furpa would remain a hero the rest of his life in Latin America. It's not a, like a sad ending for him. And that uh, as far as uh, should people at least be able to bring up the, the guy received spectator assistance? Well, he landed on people. We know that. And we can see that. And, and it's kind of natural, but that doesn't make it okay that when somebody lands, you don't expect somebody to land on top of you. <laughs> Uh, when you're watching about and when it happens that people scatter and then they do try to help the boxer to their feet and if they do that it, it's a disqualification whether they mean to or not or whether the boxer asks or not that's a technical you know uh, but the referee has to see it too and 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 I do believe it seems to me the referee in that circumstance was trying and it's a crazy foul for the referee too and he has to run over to see what's going on uh, after all these knockdowns here he is and look at Dempsey He's not dazed when he got back into the ring. He did try to get back in the ring as quickly as possible. Um, and it, it's not like you see somebody helping him and grabbing him and pushing him back into the ring. Uh, so uh, I do think it's right to question uh, whether it's qualification and happened. But I, I don't I'm, – I'm Latino too, and I'm, I'm really happy for Furpo that he got that one moment. And uh, um, I, I don't think it's – I think it's, it's, it's good for boxing. This is – it was a hype fight, and when the, it was only two rounds, but, you know – a two-round heavyweight uh, bout, the greatest, you know, uh, what's it called? What is it? Uh, Cooney, uh, Foreman, that's a great two-round fight. There could be a great two-round heavyweight bout, and this is a great, exciting two-round bout, and Dempsey uh, uh, remain champion. Uh, it's another big success, and it was Furpo robbed. I don't think there's enough proof to say he's robbed. I do think it's good to question it, and I and I am glad that, that, that the knocking out of the ring was spectacular, and because of it, Furpo, for the rest of his life, was a hero in Latin America, and, and, and I'm really happy for him for that. All right. Now, then we have the three years off for Dempsey, which I always have an issue with when trying Absolutely. to rank And also, you know, you had Harry Wills, the great black contender at that time, never got his shot. Right. But uh, also remember, uh, when people are sort of saying that, and, and it's, it's fair to, to, again, I think it's fair to question that. Um, there were uh, heavyweight champions who never gave a Latino a shot. You never ever hear that mentioned. Dempsey did give a Latino a shot. Uh, and, I, and I wonder when the, sometimes these are non-boxing people coming in. I don't mind so much that they say something or, or do something. But, okay, great. I think it's very fair to say, uh, absolutely. And Dempsey taking three years out of the ring, I think that's even, for me, more of a problem, but 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 no, you know, he didn't fight a black heavyweight. Uh, absolutely, that should be mentioned, and it could be held against Dempsey. I think that's fair too. But also, uh, well, if you're running these documentaries and stuff about you know Dempsey not fighting Wills, where's your documentary on Wills? Uh, aren't you doing what Dempsey did? You're ignoring him. You just brought up something nasty to say about Dempsey, which deservedly. But then, what did you do for him, Wills? Where, where, who was his other opponents? Uh, I always think there's kind of an agenda thing sort of going, although I think it's fair to hold it against Dempsey. I think it's fair to mention it. I just think the people doing it uh, are sometimes patting themselves on the back 
uh, a little bit, and that part bothers me. Um, and um, hold against them, but a lot of heavyweights didn't fight Latinos, and he did fight a Latino that could be held for him. It was a big, big, huge Latino, um, and uh, who knocked him out of the ring. Uh, so again, you're gonna, you're, you're, it is what it is with Tempe. These exciting doubts, and that we have no conclusions over what to think of him other than it is exciting to watch his bouts and uh, uh i think he's great for his time and that he had his flaws or more than just like oh he had his flaws like everyone no no, no. he's heavyweight champion and that's a, it's a different everything didn't fight for three rounds he holds on to the heavyweight championship not fighting for three years harry wills and a lot of other boxers think that's too long i agree as somebody looking back in the past that's too long uh you can't three years not fighting and holding on to the championship too long in my opinion so um you can hold various things against jack dempsey it's just it's not so much uh, is he one of the great heavyweight champions he's one of those popular and um when all said and done um i don't think he's overrated because people forgot about him but i do think that um he still brings something to the table of uh all kinds of the uh, energy and stuff that goes on in America that I, I never know who the good side is, the bad side. I, and when people crash and smash down the Capitol, which they did last week in America, uh, I think, well, those people are really bad. But then when the people call those people bad, I wonder, but are those people really good? I, I don't know who's who. Uh, I just think that uh, um, we, we, we don't have a unified nation. We never have, we never will. And that Jack Dempsey was Pretty much now, he wasn't 1920s. Now he he brought out a non-unity. There were people that really, really, really loved him and were irrational and kooky and wouldn't listen to a goddamn thing anyone had to say, and it bothered the hell out of people that are more we think normal. And, and at the same time, we got so pissed off and so angry uh, in a, in a weird way against against that that almost we those people become kooky too. Everybody becomes kooky. Uh, but but then again, as long as we're rationally bring up things that are positive and negative and trying to be fair which is all we can do and then say that at least i think with dempsey you get to see the fights and have some kind of some kind of thing where you can just on your own what do you think about him in the ring and and, and what's really unfortunate and for other sports too is I can't watch Bill Tilden in a tennis match and have the slightest clue how he do against Andre Agassi if there's any way to even say they're anything like each other. I think we do now because just what the one difference there between boxing and tennis would be the equipment used and going from a wood racket to what you got today. Now we have lost the ability to show video right now because my screen has went white, but we are still on air. So let's go ahead and let's talk a little Dempsey Tunney one, which to me, this is the fight that shows the shortcomings of Jack Dempsey because Gene Tunney as a light heavyweight is one of the most talented boxers to ever live. Absolutely. And uh, a painful bout to watch, even though, um, I, I watch Dempsey and Carbonier with, you know, a certain neutrality and stuff, but I like Carbonier, uh, is when Carbonier fights Tunney. I mean, Tunney gives Carbonier uh, a really serious uh, beating before knocking him out, I think, like the 10th or 11th round. And and that Tunney could do that to a, a guy, a Carbonier's skill is something you can see on video. And that when people would say, and there's no way to know, is there anybody that could have beat the 1960s undefeated Muhammad Ali? I, I, I can say, I don't know. I, I, the only thing I can do is say, I kind of don't think so. But if you, if you want me to throw any kind of candidates out there, the, the only ones that maybe I, I just say, um, Jack Johnson and Gene Tunney, maybe because uh, Jack Johnson was a defensive boxer and, and, and a different kind of style. And, and what he, he, what wouldn't at, he wouldn't come at Ali. And then I would say about Tunney, oh. Tunney's amazing accuracy in punches. And that Muhammad Ali in the 1960s was not easy to hit. I'm sorry, go ahead, Mike. 
I, I just, there's no way Jack Johnson could go three rounds with Muhammad Ali. I, I will disagree on that without going. I, no, I mean, I'm sorry, but when you got your hands down by your waist, you're doing this. He'd never seen anything like Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali would have split him in half. Now, Gene Tunney, maybe. Gene Tunney, I think, was a far superior boxer to Jack Johnson. I think Gene Tunney would have beat any heavyweight champion before Jack Dempsey. Well, yeah, except for the one thing also I'll say that can't be underestimated about Jack Johnson is the the, the difference of what your life is like uh, as heavyweight champion. And if you're not heavyweight champion, it, Jack Johnson is very aware of and that he tried to hide rage at times and who he, who he was at times. And that he was completely the dominant heavyweight from 1902 to 1915. That's a long run. Maybe he, maybe he's not the same boxer and still heavyweight champion in uh oh 1912 to 1915 but also uh he's the best heavyweight from 1902 to 1907 there aren't other there's two eras of black heavyweights he fought in both eras dominated all these black heavyweights he's the best and that it, he, that's before he ever fought tommy burns and that uh as a defensive fighter who's not just going to run right at muhammad ali over and over again uh i don't know that i don't know how i don't know that Muhammad Ali, what's Muhammad Ali doing? Knock him out in three rounds. Jack Johnson's not going to go after him. Muhammad Ali's going to have to go after yeah, uh, Johnson, would. and he's I not just... going to do it. Neither one's going to go after each other. So how uh, does it end in three would. rounds? I, I think the, we see Ali in his 60s where he went after people. I think a lot of times Ali took it easy just because he knew he was going to win easy, and he wanted to put on a show for people. I, I believe a Cassius Clay, Muhammad Ali, I mean, look what he did to Sonny Liston. And I mean, Sonny Liston was a big dude with a big jab that was supposed to be one of the scariest guys in the world. And Ali went and knocked him out in seven rounds. So and I think I think Sonny Liston knocks out. Uh, uh, I think maybe Sonny Liston. I don't know what Sonny Liston and Jack John, Jack Dempsey do. I do think there's a really good chance it might not. That one may not go three rounds. I won't stay away. Absolutely, but I don't think I don't think Sonny Liston or Muhammad Ali knock out Jack Johnson in three rounds. And Kowinski did it. But Jack Johnson learned from him, spent 20 days in jail with Kowinski and asked, how the hell did you knock me out in three rounds? And had 20 days of work with Kowinski and totally changed what he was as a boxer. He used to attack people and he said, that's not what you do. And Kowinski taught him, no, you hold back and taught him defensive fighting. And Jack Johnson completely changed his style. He was very good as an offensive pugilist and a better champion as a, as a defensive pugilist. Well, I think we need to do Jack Johnson and watch film on Jack Johnson so you can show me what I'm missing. Yeah, well, uh, the, the, uh, Kowinski's not the gr a great example uh, of, of, of saying anything about Jack Johnson other than Jack Johnson. No, I'm not saying he is. I'm saying any film of Jack Johnson you can show me that would make me think he's in the class of a Muhammad Ali or a Lennox Lewis or a Larry Holmes, I would be well, greatly also, shocked. Also, bear in mind, Jack Johnson did have uh, a major handicap in being black. And again, I'm not trying to be one of these people that, oh, I'm going to you know, use this as an opportunity to self-promote uh, or anything like that. Uh, that he, when he's fighting a white pugilist, he was not in a position where he could knock out the white guy just as quickly as he wanted to and things like that. He had to, A, play to the crowd. I'm gonna, no matter what you think about me, I'm, I'm going to be nice to you, kind of laugh at the crowd, uh, kind of... It, it it eventually they look at the film and think, hey, he's laughing at us. I don't think he was. He had to try to be charming. Oh, nice. uh, and show, it's, I'm not trying to hurt these white guys because they're white. And then uh, uh, it was supposed to be a stage fight with Stagey Ketchell and, Ketch and Ketchell pulls a fast one. And then all of a sudden the rage of Jack Johnson comes out. Really? I don't, rage like he's ever, I don't believe that, that was ever a fixed fight. 
I don't believe Stanley Ketchel was ever a fixed fight. I it, think Ketchel is a fixed fight. Knocking down. It is a fixed fight. It's a it's fixed not. fight. It is. It, it's. It's. it's you have to understand that 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 that. In the Academy Awards, there's only one reason that movies ex exist today. There's one reason we watch movies today. Boxing. It's the only reason. Thomas Edison's the first movie director. The first paid movie actor is James Corbett. Uh, uh, and though the first boxing film that was a huge success was not fixed. It was staged. And the catch fight was meant to be staged. And Jack Johnson had conditions for the stage. It was going to be a 20-round draw. And that there were conditions so that would happen so that Ketchel couldn't go around with the film. The films or something nobody had ever heard. Their moving pictures was this incredible phenomenon that was going to be a novelty, but then turned into what we know now. Uh, and, and boxing films were more popular than anything in their time. Yeah, uh, you moving can pictures watch first made money. Right now. Corbett walked around with them. Ketchel meant to have his. You know, you can watch the film right now. And if you watch Johnson and Ketchel right now, there's not one part where either one of them is pulling a punch. I mean, Ketchel's throwing the biggest things he can the entire fight. So I'll tell you something. I, this is what we disagree on. Calm myself because you know disagreeing doesn't mean people have to go crazy. So I got to tell you myself that, not you. Um, not a chance. Muhammad Ali knocks out Jack Johnson in three rounds. Jack Johnson murders Stanley Ketchel if he wants to. If he was allowed to, and, and really what white people saw is their goddamn worst fear in life. A black guy, bam, hits a white guy. Knocks all his teeth out. It's everybody's goddamn worst nightmare. Jack Johnson wouldn't have done that, except Ketchel pulled a fast one on their deal. Uh, and uh, it was not fixed. It was staged. It's different. Ketchel's going to go around and, and fight exhibitions and show his boxing film. And, and you, you don't just make money fighting championship fights. You really try to parlay that into going around the country, fighting exhibitions. And yeah, at that time, really people learned from Corbett. Uh, these films are very popular, um, and your show Stanley Ketchel holding his own with Jack Johnson, and people don't know it's not fixed; it's staged. Uh, it's a big difference. Um, and well, yeah, but, uh, makes Ketchel look great. I mean, makes money. Jack, Jack Johnson make money. Wait a second. The, the story of this fix. What's wrong never, with people making money? The story of this fix never came out until I. It's not a fix. It's staged. All right. The story of this staged fight, as okay. you call it. Didn't come out till after Ketchell's death. And then Jack Johnson, who was a known liar and a bullshit artist, then started to say that just to make himself look better because he got knocked down. Well, here you go. I'll, I'll tell you what. So I don't look like I'm going like really like we're going we're battling and, and not getting in on anything. Uh, Jack Johnson said after he was uh, knocked out by Jess Willard that he was paid to take a dive. And that's what he did. I believe he lied about that. He so, lied about a lot of things. Well, I mean, you know what? Every, I did that, Mike. Hey, so I'm you, not just trying to take the opposite point of view. You're wrong. It's stage. Stage isn't fixed. And you okay. don't know how these people are trying to make money off this shit. They're trying to make money as boxing. They don't want to do it for free. People don't beat each other up for free unless you're a maniac. They want to make money and not get beat up. Well, all I know is this. Everything about Jack Johnson that you hear from mainstream media, especially the Ken Burns stuff, is all basically bullshit. And I, well, I just, all Ken Burns stuff is bullshit. You got everything. That. I totally agree. Everything. Ken bullshit. And I mean, I Jack Johnson. I like. Sorry. Hey, Jack Johnson was bullshit. He was a miserable human being. No, he that's wasn't. the way it is. He, he was. was a nice guy for the most part. Just a guy oh, like yeah. sports. He wasn't into all kinds of political stuff that's oh, attached geez. to him. He was a pretty normal guy in many ways. Um, yeah. But uh, wrong time and all kinds of things. He was no angel. Uh, and he lied. I mean, about he's a, he's what happened to Willard. I mean, he's a pimp. He was not a good person. Well, the, the, 
they they looked at him with these white women. The white women were prostitutes. Uh, that's true. Uh, what, was he no, pimping them out? Well, that's know. something that uh, people yeah, who hate him man. say. And I don't know. Uh, other than uh, it, it uh, he was said, he said, was. I mean, he said not all white people are the same. And when I see white people, when I'm around white people in Paris, they're not like white people when I'm in America. You can't, I can't say something about white people and say it's true. I can say that white people are different and that one group is saying something completely different than the other group. Both groups can't be right. Um, and I think one group doesn't like me because I'm black. Uh, and uh, the other group, I think. So, yeah, I, 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 what about Joe Gans? Joe Gans was one of the most famous fighters in yeah. the early 20th century. He's a small guy. White people loved him, too. So this is the thing. Jack Johnson was an asshole. He was a pimp. Um, he basically mocked the people he beat. He would carry them. He would beat their brains in. He was a great fighter. But let's not get this out. I mean, to say that white people wouldn't have liked him, I think is crap. No, a lot of white people like Jack Johnson okay. too in America. That part, also, the Ken Burns and those kind of people do get that wrong. That when uh, Jack Johnson would fight, uh, 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 even in America, it really wasn't just all white people rooting against Jack Johnson because Jack Johnson was a charming person. He's, he's able to, he talked to people. He liked people basically. And that, yes, he did have people that liked him. And it's just like at a time where everybody hated Muhammad Ali. Well, there are always people that liked Muhammad Ali too. Uh, but the people that hate him uh, have, are, are really strong. And they also are publishing a lot of stuff. I'm saying the Jack Johnson story is complicated. Not that Jack Johnson's an angel. Okay. Uh, a stage fight and a fixed fight have nothing to do with each other. You know what? There are people that want to make a living off boxing, but not get hurt and not hurt the other person if it, and still make money off boxing if they can. And, and is it not exactly telling the truth to the public? Yeah, probably. And I didn't see Tyson in uh, whatchamacallit that was recent. Um, I, I, so I, I, is it easy to compare? No, I can't compare something I didn't see. But could they have pulled their punches or something like that? Pro absolutely they would. Is that lying to people? No, I don't think so. Because that's vaguely what I've heard happen. And that would be something like a stage fight. You know, we're going to go in there and people are going to be entertained by something. And that the fact that they don't, the fact that they don't know certain things does not mean it's, it's fixed and, and staged. It's just different. It's people that want to make money off boxing. They think the public will enjoy it. But no, we're not going to, we're not, there's really not supposed to be an attempt to hurt the other person. And that doesn't seem like anything dishonest. Now, very quickly, it can switch from stage to fixed, and that Corbett went from stage to fixed, uh, and, and there is a difference. So yes, you're playing games when you when you stage things and people don't know it's staged. Absolutely, you're playing games. It's still different than fixed, and yes, the line blurs when someone does, and Corbett was the one who did it, who moved it past stage to fixed, and then, oh, wow, now uh, that that does make, that's a problem. That's a huge problem. Got back, boxing banned in New York uh, because of it. All right, instead of continuing to talk about Jack Johnson, who yeah, we can still do a show about, but after the Dempsey Tunney fight, Dempsey losing a convincing or convincing decision to Tunney, Absolutely. he came back and fought Jack Sharkey in a fight that was controversial, also, Chris. Yes, and just to say on, on the Tunney fight, uh, considering Dempsey's popularity and such, uh, it, it's really nice to have the film and such, too. Tunney dominates Dempsey. Uh, he doesn't knock Dempsey down, but even for the hardcore uh, Dempsey fans, there's no controversy over who won. From the second round on, uh, Dempsey, for the first time, really can't do something against this guy. He just looks slower, and, and, and Tunney's hitting him so often that by, oh, later on in the fight, 
uh, Dempsey isn't charging forward anymore. He's actually kind of backing off because it's, it's not going well for him to keep charging forward and get hit. So it is a very convincing win for Tony. There's no real dispute on it. And yes, when he fights Jack Sharkey and Sharkey would eventually become a heavyweight champion, I forget how popular Sharkey was because sometimes his personality is a little annoying, but he was popular in the Irish crowd. And he, if the fight uh, uh, elimination, the, the winner uh, takes on uh, Tunney. And that in the first round, uh, Sharky lands in just some really heavy, severe blows on top of Dempsey. And, and, and he's leading throughout, but uh, Dempsey still does show he really can take a punch. Uh, that part of his legend uh, is not fake. He's taking some real shots. And then in the seventh round, uh, Sharky's complaining that, 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 that Dempsey's hitting low a little too often, and that's possible. Is it cheating or not? Well, I say uh, it, it is low blowing. I believe it. Uh, it's not quite as easy to see as Sharky's thing. And Sharky is a complainer, but it, I can see that happening because Dempsey's slower. He's getting kind of reckless, and, and yeah, the punches can get lower. So I'm not, I, I probably, Sharky's right uh, that, that that's a happening. Turns to the referee, turns, they always there, say, Chris? don't do that. Dempsey nails him and knocks him out. So I say probably Sharky's right and Dempsey was hitting low, but don't turn your head away from the fighter that you're fighting. They tell you that in the instructions to every fight you see. Mike? Uh oh. Oh, oh no. Mm. Mm. You there? Hi. Yeah, we had some technical difficulties there. Oh, I don't we... mind having a break too. Um, you, I get excited, and I, it's good, and but I, I'm still glad I got a break, so I calm down. All right, uh, Dempsey thirty two, the long count fight, another controversial fight. Um, what was your take on that? I don't think there's any controversy. I mean, you just got to get up before the ref counts ten, and I think people forget that. I think a lot of people think you have ten seconds, but it's mm -hmm. not until the ref counts to ten. Absolutely. And the neutral is, is, is put in place because of Dempsey, because again, people don't really know the history and stuff that, that, and, 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 and that Willard was an idiot when he stood up the way he did that. But for people who are just kind of watching boxing for the first time, it's kind of unfair that one cue just just hovering over the other one. And the minute he moved, bam, you hit him. It just didn't, it didn't look right. It didn't look fair. So they have the neutral corner rule, which means, uh, that's you got to do after you knock somebody down, uh, really for the first six rounds, it's no different. Tony wins. All the rounds he's won. They fought sixteen rounds. Uh, Tony's won all. Of them. Maybe the maybe there's a, a draw here or there and there, but none that Dempsey win. And finally, you don't want to show Jack Dempsey. And Dempsey fans are frustrated as hell. Probably Dempsey is too, though he's not in panic mode. And he's Tony lets him throw. Tony's never been knocked down. Dempsey lands a series of punches. Tony does not want to go down. He tries to grab the ropes. Anything to fall down, which can be a mistake. Lands Dempsey additional punches. Tony is. Here we go. Here's the Dempsey Tunney long count fight. The long count will be up here in a second. Tunney's only going to lose one fight his entire career as light heavyweight. Harry grabbed Tunney, wrote that, yes, the man beat me. And, and then Tunney beat him the next time they fought each other. 75 and 1 was his lifetime record. Yeah. He wasn't, a, he wasn't a bad fighter. I think he's a guy that gets very underrated. Mm -hmm. And I think the, the thing that really hurts him, I think if he would have stayed a heavyweight, he probably could have reigned the next four years without an issue with the guys who were ranked at that time.
I, I do too. I'd say that just on looking at the skills of in the ring. I think the only thing though that I, I'll say for Tani and that again, we do when we do so many of these, well they they win the championship and lose the next fight is is that Tani's had a lot of all kinds of craziness because he's associated with Dempsey and 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 looking great. But uh, I, I think he finally did what he wanted to do, and, and the heavyweight champion defeated Jack Johnson, Jack Dempsey. I think mostly convincing those controversy again. Uh, in retrospect, to me and to you, uh, we're not sure why it's a controversy that that there's nothing that that Tony did wrong, or there wasn't any advantage he was given that wasn't supposed to be given. Uh, Dempsey realizes, oh, he forgot he got to go to the neutral corner because he's fought a, a lot of fights. He's fought over 60 fights at least, and, and, he, and he, this rule's new. So, uh, oh, referee informed him, and, and he went to the four and a half seconds is about how long extra time that uh, Tony has. But also to give Dempsey this credit that people don't talk about, it's not really anything unbelievable. It's just is that when Dempsey's knocked Tony down, Tony's really dazed. And if you remember when uh, Dempsey's knocked out of the ring and, and he's hit really hard, Dempsey really does have a granite something because uh, Dempsey never really looks dazed ever, but Tony's smart. Uh, he's dazed, but what he does is he is boxing. He's he's getting he's trying to get his senses together. But it does show the the power of a, a Jack Dempsey if you're just a tiny bit careless with the guy. And 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 it was wonderful for Jack Dempsey because these two fights against Tony could have been humiliating against him on some level. But the bad thing it was that it, the controversy I think was probably overall good for for boxing. It always it really held as the most controversial fight uh, up to 1950. It lasted at least another 10 years as as the most uh, controversial bout ever. Probably Ali Liston too for became kooky on its own that it's it it became controversial for all sorts of reasons that we'll do, yeah. we'll do that later but until honey knocked Dempsey down the next round so. absolutely now, and, and, and notice that that there, nobody was sent to the neutral corner and then also Dempsey as an experienced fighter before the neutral corner rule what's the first thing he did he did what he would do always right he jumped after. up immediately and went right after the pugilist because you, you have two choices run away or run after him and Tony didn't know it but Dempsey's been knocked down before you know he's been knocked down before because you're right that's exactly what he did he immediately got up and charged the pugilist all right, and basically the fight, other than that knockdown, is the same thing. I mean, they fought yeah, 20 rounds. They fought 20 rounds, and Dempsey won three at the most, from what I remember. Yeah, I, I would say, uh, I, I'm, I'm sorry to say this, but I think I've been really nice to Jack Dempsey through this show. I think he wins at most one out of 20 rounds. And I think I've been pretty damn nice about Jack Dempsey. And I, don't well, know I, I was trying to be overly nice when I said three. If you're a Dempsey fan, you might be able to find three. I yeah, mean, and to me, and I, I agree with you. One is about it. Yeah, that was it. You won the one round with the knockdown, and I'm really happy for him in boxing that it happened. And and I hope somehow it didn't hurt Tony because he's 75 and one. Uh, he, he's legitimately one of the greats. Uh, and uh, yes, the the heavyweights that came after uh, it made you want to made you want Tony and 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 Jack Dempsey because they didn't look as good. Uh, now he, Dempsey could even come back. He did try and did exhibitions, and, and people thought, you know what? Maybe it's not a good idea. Uh, Tony certainly looks like physically he he could do it. Mentally, um, if you really think you're mentally checked out, maybe you shouldn't. But it, it appears to us, just watching him, we think you could have stayed heavyweight champion. But uh, unless you really have mentally checked out and said, uh, "I can't, I just can't mentally get ready uh, for." Sharky or whoever. Uh, yeah, and, and Dempsey was so famous. As you said, back at that time, athletes-wise, it was probably Jack Dempsey and Red Grange, Babe Ruth, yeah. Lou Gehrig. But he was. He also portrayed him, or portrayed a boxer in the film The Prize Fighter and the Lady. 
which was directed by or by W.S. Van Dyke. It co-starred Myrna Loy. He did a lot of things after his career with casinos, stuff like that. He's always, always he busy also, and stuff. He also, in 1935, opened a restaurant called Jack Dempsey's Restaurant. And Dempsey's Restaurant actually lasted for like 30, 40 years, which there aren't many successful restaurants out there. Absolutely. He's a business guy. And he was always busy. Um, it's just whether it mattered or didn't matter. Um, you know, we, we always sort of like when we see these, these heavy bats, you get to see the, the the guys from the past show up. We all, you know, give them their respect. And then Dempsey didn't do that so much. He really just stuck to his business stuff uh, and stuff. But whether it mattered or not, he was slowly disappearing from the consciousness of, of all of America because we're not seeing him. But he's, he is busy with his club. And he's busy all the time. But as time moving on and not really being in the public consciousness, um, he just died and... Um, was he still alive? You know, kind of thing. Um, but uh, yeah, popularity, John Sullivan, him, Tyson, um, you know, Muhammad Ali for all kinds of different reasons. I'm separating from those three. I'm not saying it was wildly popular. And that, that, those three had, it was nuts when they became heavyweight champion and stuff. And Muhammad Ali is very special and unique. Uh, but but the other heavyweight fighters maybe more are maybe even better than those three, but maybe not, maybe, maybe they are, but just popularity in America becoming nuts. When they became heavyweight champion, it, it was different, uh, special. I don't know, different, kooky, and crazy, and exciting. Uh, yes, all of those things. I think. Well, I think that was also a different time. I think that when you look back there, twenty thirty, a lot of people didn't even see these films, so they became kind of mythic figures by the guys like Grantland Rice, the great writers at the time, that would kind of, for lack of a better word, maybe over exaggerate the greatness of the fight. Because I'm sorry, I watched Dempsey Furpo. And I just see Furpo. Seems like he goes down every time he gets tapped on the head. Uh, well, as I said, the, the, and the, it looked to me like it was damn near more of a shove when he put Dempsey through the ropes, too. Well, and but but again, the people who bring up the disqualification, it, it is fair to, to to bring up that we aren't sure whether there could have been spectator assistance or not. It is fair game, I think, to bring it up. I think though, what you also see is Dempsey knocked him down about seven times before that happened, so it's not horrible for boxing if, if Dempsey got the decision. And I do think it's important that if, if there's even a chance that Furbo got robbed of something, uh, by knocking him out of the ring, it became, that became so, one of the most famous moments in boxing history. Uh, it's, it's maybe sad that, it, maybe it isn't anymore, but it was certainly at a time many years after, so Furbo, uh, champion and, and idolized uh, until the day he died. Yeah, and that's the thing. He still had his great moment there. And it was something, even if you remember in the original Rocky movie, where they actually Mickey shows Rocky a picture. And he says, yeah, this is a punched holes in my face. It was on the undercard of Dempsey Furpo. And what was it he said? And, you know, Dempsey and Furpo got all the acclaim because why, Rocky? Because they had a manager. I didn't have a manager. That, that film, I still, I, if I'm by myself, I'll cry. It's so beautiful. And one of my, my two moments, if I can just bring them up about Rocky, that I still think, think of, you know, when I think of Furpo, is when Rocky's originally asked, do you want to, out of sort of nowhere in his mind, do you want to fight the heavyweight champion of the world? And he has this blank look. And this is no. And, and something like that's what happened to Furpo. Uh, and, uh, but then, you know, Furpo fought and so did uh, uh, um, uh, uh, so Rocky. And, and one thing for the, the, the Dempsey and, and, and Tyson fans, who were so addicted to him, they just can't acknowledge anything. The, the great thing and the best thing uh, was the first Rocky movie. And at the end of the movie, he loses the fight. And it didn't hurt it didn't Rocky. Matter. 
didn't matter, you know? Yeah, you know yeah. what? Hey, you, if he you could, could only love read... your boxer, and once in a while, somebody else wins. If he could only read lines, he could have been an actor, and then he never would have had to Rocky too. <laughs> yeah, you know, I love the first half of of, uh, of uh, Rocky Two also. And then I'm not so sure this guy out of nowhere uh, knocks out the heavyweight champion. But who knows? It's fiction. It's movies. Uh, but I love Rocky One. We bring up a little bit of Rocky. Um, beautiful. And he loses at the end. But yeah, it doesn't lose in life. Yeah. All right, Chris, who are we doing next? Uh, I'm not uh, really sure. I think kind of various people in my mind, and then I keep going back to Dempsey. Do you, do you have anybody you want to you wanna throw out there? Because they're, they're various people, and I always have a you know, hold on to him if, if I can't quite think of any. I mean, that was going to be whatchamacallit, the guy that uh, – Jimmy Young. Because I go, well, you know, sooner or later we'll do Jimmy Young, so I can always hold I would on like to him. do Jimmy Young. You want to do Jimmy Young next? Yeah. You know what? And for people who don't know, it's we do like we. No one things what Mike and I do that I really like. I'm so happy Mike does this and agrees with me. We don't just do the heavyweight champions. We're really fascinated by the stories of the one people who didn't make it to heavyweight champion because that's very interesting too. Nobody got closer to being heavyweight champion and not being heavyweight champion than Jimmy Young. Yeah, most certainly had the close loss to Muhammad Ali, the split decision loss to Ken Norton, and the interesting thing one, about one, Young. One, is, Number. <laughs> yeah, the other interesting thing about Young is he actually beats George Foreman. I mean, he, down. he was a great heavyweight until I think the Norton fight, after he'd been screwed in the Norton fight or what he thought was screwed, and after he'd been what he thought was screwed against Ali, I think you saw a lot of the drive for him to go away, and he was just fighting more for a paycheck than anything else. Yeah, and when we do them, I guess the other thing I, I would throw out there is I, when I. It's hard when you say how do people rate, you know, overall and this kind of thing. And the one thing that Jimmy Young reminds me of is a little bit of and Mike Weaver is. Um, well, if you look at their overall record, you're going to see these losses early and later in their career and stuff. And I go, well, yeah, and I'm not saying they didn't happen or anything like that, but it's they're just in the middle in their career. They really were all of a sudden great, uh, and that does you know, uh, it, it's very interesting that you sort of look like in. You know, how in the world is this guy going to all of a sudden go from what we're seeing, just the numbers and, and that, to really heavyweight champion? Almost. And and, and some people don't think Mike Weaver is a heavyweight champion as long as Larry Holmes is somebody heavyweight champion. Some people say he is. And, hey, and, I, I know Mike Weaver. He's a great guy. Yeah, yeah. And I've even told him, I don't think you were the heavyweight champion. So I, I, I'm not disagreeing. I'm not uh, disagreeing with that at all. And uh, I don't think that uh, if, if, if I'm even giving in that Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua, there aren't, can't be two. So I'll just say uh, there can't be two. So then Tyson Fury is the heavyweight champion. Two. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Um, I think there's a bigger debate there, though, just because they all have oh, a sure. body in the ring. Lots Mike of Weaver, with Mike Weaver, he lost to Larry Holmes. And Jimmy Young, a lot of people think even Muhammad Ali <laughs> didn't happen. One number away from beating Norton, heavyweight champion. Yeah, but you know happen. what? The Ali fight with Jimmy Young, I mean, Jimmy could have done a lot well, we'll, more. We'll, Jimmy, we'll, we'll, Jimmy we're, could have done Jimmy, a lot more. If we're doing Jimmy Young, we'll do it then. The only thing I, I see anything that hold against him, sort of the way he's, he's holding the ropes, is that, but we'll do it then, I think. Uh, and... Um, like I said, I think we've got to, we'll go over it, and I think it'll be good. All right, Chris. We're going to go ahead. We're going to wrap it up. Make sure you check out the pathofpurity.direct for the best CBD in the market. That's pathofpurity.direct. We'll be back, me and Sam Teets, with our NFL weekly show tomorrow at 1 o'clock. You can hear all of our shows on Rockfin. You can hear us on about 300 different places. Go to Rockfin. Oh, Chris, go to Rockfin if you haven't. You can sign up for free with just an email to get the content. But – 
for now, for Christopher Shelton, I'm Mike Goodpastor. You've been watching and listening to The Grueling Truth. In two days, leave Joe Bye. Biden alone. Don't be nutty. Oh, screw Joe Biden. Screw Donald Trump. We ought to all take over the Capitol. But that's just my opinion. Don't like the man. Don't do anything nutty.